Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you all had a great break. I wanted to let you know about something that I've been talking a lot about on social media at Zibby Owens, which is the hashtag 22 in 22 challenge. We are... At Zibby Books, we are encouraging everybody, like all of you, to visit 22 bookstores in 2022. And we're going to provide a whole series of incentives for every five visits, and you'll be entered to win a $500 shopping spree, and you'll get fun things like bookmarks and all the rest. Plus, you'll be part of a great community of people all helping support bookstores, authors, and more. We're really, really excited about it. If you want to join, sign up. You just go to 22in22.net. That's 22in22.net and click I'm in and put your information. And then every time you go to a bookstore, you just quickly go back on the site and click log a bookstore visit. And then we'll be keeping track and we'll be following up with all of your different achievements and awards and everything. So please sign up, spread the word, 22 and 22, get your friends to join and start visiting bookstores and 
It'll be really fun and exciting. So here's to a wonderful 2022. I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast and doing all the fun things that I have been trying to bring into the world. So here we go, 2022. Hashtag 22 in 22. Anna Lynn Thomas is the author of We'll Laugh About This Someday, Essays on Taking Life a Smidge Too Seriously. Anna is a humor writer and popular online personality who founded the funny site Ha Ha's for Hoo Ha's. She spends her time writing for various media outlets and hosting her podcast, It's Not That Serious, which is consistently ranked in the top 25 of the iTunes family section. She holds a bachelor's in advertising and a master's in communication studies and spent many years copywriting and creating campaigns and ad departments before having children. Her story about a fart went viral and catapulted her to fame or infamy. Anna and her husband, Rob, live in Nebraska with their two young daughters, Lucy and Poppy, and an English bulldog named Bruno. You can learn more at AnnaLynnThomas.com. Welcome, Anna. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. We're discussing, we'll laugh about this someday, Uh (laughs) and all of your other great stuff. Wonderful. Well, I'm so excited to be here and I'm really liking the look of your library back there. It is the way you've color coded. Thank you. Is really amazing. I love it. So thank, thank you. you for having me. I appreciate it. Please tell listeners what your book is about. So I'm a humor writer and I wrote We'll Laugh About This Someday. It's basically a collection. It's a it's all Samantha Irby. David Sedaris, where it's kind of a collection of essays, but it's not necessarily a memoir of things in my life that I took real serious, things that humiliating things that have happened to me, embarrassing, scary, hard, difficult things that have happened to me that I look back now and I poke fun at it. I poke fun at the human experience of overreacting or the ridiculous ways that we can respond to life. And and then kind of just letting the reader know that, you know what, I survived it and I made it. And trying to just encourage people to just, maybe we can just lighten up a little bit. I think this is a really heavy time. And so for sweating over the small stuff and the big stuff, you know, that's like a lot of sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Too much sweating. So much sweating. And then now like, you know, deodorant apparently gives us cancer. So, you know, another thing we have to worry about, right? (laughs) So I I like to just say that any way that we can lighten up about life and not take things so seriously, figure out the funny things that happen and find out and kind of vet out what what is humorous, what is funny, what is interesting about the stuff we go through rather than falling apart, I think is kind of a better way to go through life. At least that's what I try to do. It's good in theory. I like the theory. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Take some, you know, it depends (laughs) depends what the thing is. (laughs) That's right, that's right. That's absolutely right. So you kind of launched this humor part of your career with this one essay about this unpleasant stomach experience that you had. And I read the essay that you, because in the book you talk about the essay and how it had really catapulted you and gotten all these views. So I was like, well, I have to read this essay. So the essay was very funny and uh-huh. you're out at a date with the man who becomes your husband and you have this like terrible stomach problems. And anyway, you can't control it in the car. It becomes the thing from which you have to escape the, yes. you know, and then not only that, but then he comes up to your apartment and hears all sorts of noises in the bathroom and you're like completely mortified about that. <laughs> so tell me about this essay. Tell me about like how you and your husband, who sounds so funny, by the way, joke about what happened and how this sort of started you off on this whole thing. 
Well, you know, I think that, so I started, I, I started to build a platform to become a writer and I made a commitment that every Thursday I was going to write a funny essay and I, di- I didn't know what I was going to write. And I was talking to my mom. I was like, oh, I got to write something tomorrow. She's like, why don't you write about that one time where you farted in the car with Rob? And I'm not a real potty humor person. And so, of course, like the thing that goes viral and defines me ends up being potty humor. You know, I'm a little bit more expansive than that. But I think it's that it's so relatable. And so I just wrote this the, the most horrifying thing that ever happened to me. And then it keeps rolling. Like, it's not just it happens, but then then more bad things keep happening where he follows me unintentionally <laughs> into my apartment, you know, because I forgot something in his car. Sure. So, yeah. I'm, so I wrote about it and I had very few followers at the time. And someone who happened to have a fairly good sized audience shared it. And I, it went insanely viral, shockingly viral. In fact, it just is going viral right now. Someone else posted it. Oh no. And so it tends, it tends to like go through like once three times a year, it'll just go viral again where people like to go back and and go and laugh at it again. And I guess it's just one of those stories where people, people have told me that they thought they were going to pass out. They lost, they cried. They were weeping. People thought something was wrong with them. They were wheezing. So it hits a particular funny bone, I think. And I think in a way it's also relatable where I think a lot of us have a story of something really embarrassing happening to us. And so I'm really glad that this really embarrassing thing that happened to me that was just so mortifying ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me, one of the funniest things that ever happened to me, right? And so that's kind of the the theme and the the, the premise of the book is that sometimes the things that we think are the worst thing ever can really be one of the funniest things ever. So anyway. So you decided to take me back how this whole thing got started. You decided to be build a platform to become a writer. You started yeah. doing these essays. This one went viral. Had you wanted to write before then? Like, did you always know you were really funny? What, what, you know, how did this start? And then how did you get to here? So that's a really great question. When I was a little girl, I wrote a short story in, I think maybe the fifth grade or sixth grade. And my teacher brought me up to the desk and she said, Anna, this is really, really good. And that was all I needed. I was off to the races. I was like, well, I'm going to be a published author. I walked home and my mom's a writer too. And so that part was a part of our family, but I walked home, my mom's at the sink and I was like, well, I'm going to be a published author someday. And she, I remember her turning off the tap and she was like, really you are. And I was like, yeah, but I bet everybody feels that way. And I remember very clearly, she said, no, honey, I think actually very few people feel that way. And so I held on to that for a long time, but life goes on. I I loved all of my English classes. I was going to go to college for English, but then I was afraid if I didn't get published, I would have to be a teacher and I didn't want to be a teacher. So I went into advertising and really went through an identity crisis because I hated it. I hated working in advertising. I hated ad copy. And so I had been an RA and I actually went to work as a resident director at Chico State University in Northern California. So you basically live and you work on campus. And I was, I, that was such a fulfilling job for me, being able to help and counsel students that I decided to go to counseling. I got my master's degree. I remember working on my thesis, barely sleeping. And the director, one of the directors of our department said, have you ever thought about just like, I don't just being a comedian? And I was like, what? 
<laughs> I am writing a thesis that is going to change lives. And you want me to like go down to the open mic night and just give this all away, you know? But then it, that really triggered me because I was like, you know what? I have always wanted to be a writer though, and a humor writer. And at the time, personal blogs were blowing up. Everybody had one, everybody was writing. And I noticed that these women were getting a lot of attention for their blogs. And I remember reading them and like, I can talk about this. I can, I can do a daily diary. I mean, this ain't hard, right? And so I, that's when I started. I, I thought I'd go a step further and I created this funny website for women, ha-has for hoo-has. Back then I did e-cards that would get shared all the time. But then once the fart story kind of blew up, I, I worked more to having the website identify as me rather than a brand so that I could get the agent and then the book deal. But after it went viral, I got a lot of attention, a lot of attention for it. And I really thought that was going to be it. I was going to get an agent. I was going to get a book deal. And I didn't. <laughs> it, I really had to work at it for probably a decade. And looking back at it now, I am so glad because I know a lot of people are going viral now or they're TikTok or they're this or that. And they're getting these quick book deals because they're monopolizing on the attention, but then they fizzle out. I'm so glad that that didn't happen to me. I wasn't ready. I wasn't a good enough writer yet. I didn't have the persistence. I didn't have the discipline yet. And so it all happened in its due time. And so I spent probably eight to 10 years grinding and working on becoming a writer. And then when it was time and when I felt like it was, I was ready, I queried my agent and we got a book deal sort shortly after that. So it all came in its due time. I know a lot of writers, especially in this time, really think it goes quickly. And sometimes it doesn't, you know, you go at the pace that you're ready at. And so it took me a while and I got here and I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I did. So when you spent the eight to 10 years doing all the things you needed to do to be a writer, what did that include? So it really worked on my platform. And I think this fizzles a lot of people out because if you're writing fiction, you don't need as much of a platform as if you're writing nonfiction, but I needed an audience. I needed to prove to a publisher that I could sell to somebody and so I just worked, I, I wrote newsletter essays, I would write posts, I would write uh, blog posts, but mostly I was just really practicing my craft and then giving it out to people as much as possible. And so nurturing this audience who knows me, who's known me since the fart story, or they've known me since the ha-has for who, I mean, I have some people who are like, I'm an OG, I used to share your e-cards, you know, so I have people who've been around for a long time, but really it was just spent getting, becoming a better writer, reading as many books as possible. And then so that I could become a better writer and uh, nurturing my audience. Those are the things that I focused on is just building that and being as present as I can so that I wouldn't be forgotten, I suppose. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy. And you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from. So you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Moms Don't Have Time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Moms Don't Have Time. Interesting. You know, it is one of these things about publishing today is needing a platform. This happened Mm -hmm. to me. I wanted to write this book four years, almost four years ago now. And I was like, okay, I want to write this book of essays. And my agent's like, yeah, you know, no. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? you? I'm like, I wasn't on social media. I didn't have anything. You know, you have to figure out your way. And it's really hard. You know, it's it's like, and it's also very demoralizing because you're like, well, why should I have to be good at this if I'm good at that? Right? Like, really? I have to be good at writing and I have to be good at marketing? Like, can I just be a writer? Like, you know, if you're, I I, I don't know. It's like- uh, I can't tell you how many pity pots I was on. And I started, I was just, I was just, I felt so sorry for myself. And I was like, I can't believe that I have to like TikTok now or do this or do that. Like, this isn't my lane. And then I started to be jealous of like the writers like David Sedaris who made it big before social media. So really all he has to do is have an assistant, like throw out dates and that's all that he has to do. <laughs> but, you know, as, as embittered as I got, it also gives you a great opportunity. And I think that a lot of people get very deflated at that part where it's like, okay, I really want to be a writer, but that, that part of like throwing out your jewels to swine, you know, nobody cares, nobody's reading and it's your best. And the only thing that I can tell you is that I just did the work. I just did the writing and I kept going and going and going. And, you know, I remember I, I, I it took me a long time to go viral again. And then Lena Dunham shared something randomly. I, I don't even know where she found it. And so then that hit and then that popped. And so you never know what's going to happen. I wrote for some other publications, babble.com, stuff like that. And I just kept putting myself out there. And you've just got to believe that as you become a better writer, people will find you and to not make it about your ego. You know, you really got to wrestle with your ego a lot on social media. And so if you can just pull away from the ego, put yourself out there, keep doing the work, I really believe stuff will happen for you. And so 
did you go back to your mom at some point? Did you have like a, a recreation moment at the sink where you, when you were like holding the book, was there some sort of full circle moment, like if in the TV movie version of this? There wasn't. And now I'm really sad because I feel like that would have been amazing, but I bring it up to her all the time. And I, I honestly brought it up to her all the time, crying when the book deal wasn't happening. And I just remember crying to her. I can't, I mean, how much longer do I have to go and do this and struggle? And, you know, and, but deep down, deep, deep down, I knew it was going to happen. And I think belief takes us a lot farther than talent. Talent needs to be there for sure. But if you don't believe that it's going to happen for you, then you'll quit because writing is really hard. It's painful. I mean, I think people think that I'm just like laughing hysterically all day. I mean, you know this, just typing away. I mean, sometimes I got to like write a paragraph and like do stretches, you know, <laughs> and just like it, it, writing can be difficult. And if you don't believe that you have what it takes and that, you know, I just have this belief, I'm just going to keep going until it happens. And I think that that's one of the biggest reasons I got there. I think as someone who has had a lot of rejection too, and, you know, every time, you know, sometimes I would be so discouraged by something not working out that I would say to myself, like, well, that's it. I'm just not going to write anymore. Like, forget it. You know, <laughs> but it turns out like I need to do this like, yes. regardless of who it's for. Like, I, I can't just not do it. Yes. Like, even if it's something as simple as an Instagram post or, you know, it doesn't have to be a novel, right? But there's something about people who deep down are writers because writing is how we make sense of the world. Right. That exactly. It's hard to stop because you need it. Yes. It's how I make sense of stress. It's how I make sense of trauma. It's how I make sense of, of everything around me, my relationships, how I make sense of interactions that bother me. It's therapeutic for me to make fun of certain things in my life. And I want to be clear too, like, I'm not talking about like making fun of grief. Okay. Grief no, is no, a no, season, of course. you know, but making fun, but, but teasing out those things that I want to just freak out about and poking fun at it and investigating it. And when I do that, and when I see myself as a story, I have such a, I have more, I have, I have such a better feeling about my life. When I feel like I am, I am actively living out the best story ever told. I see all of my rejections and my dramas as a part of this story, a really interesting part of this story. And I'm going to overcome it, you know, like what would the heroine do? She'd keep fighting, you know? And so when I, when I perceive my own life as a story and then write about it on top of it, it's such a beautiful way for me to navigate life in a way that I can really respect it and honor it too. So, and so then when did you start your podcast and how did that all get off the well, ground? Well, I started my I started my podcast because everybody kind of needed a podcast, but I thought I'd be pretty good at it. And so I actually started it with humor writer Susanna Lewis for a while and we did a lot about parenting. It's gone through a lot of ebbs and flows because I we got t- I got tired of like making fun of parenting. There's so much more to me than being a parent and I really pigeonholed myself in the motherhood space. And so it's really ebbed and flowed. It's gone from like, you know, life coaching-esque with a funny slant to more spiritual stuff 
to me just reading my essays and making people laugh again. So I'm kind of doing a big loop and coming back to my writing and the humor and the funny stories of my life now. I've kind of zigzagged, which is another thing too. You're perfectly allowed to change your mind and zigzag however you want. You don't have to be pigeonholed into anything. And so I just did this walking series where I go through the book. We'll laugh about this someday. And it was, it was amazing because I love listening while I walk. So I strategically made my podcast in this last walking series for people who are going on walks. So if you're a walker and you want to be entertained <laughs> and laugh hysterically while you go on a walk, it's not that serious. My podcast go there and uh, you'll see the latest series. And your new book is, I'm not ready for this. Everybody just calm down and give me a minute coming out in May of 2022. Tell me about that. So I'm not ready for this is basically a collection of essays of like everything I'm not ready for. And I'm literally not ready for anything. I mean, I wasn't ready for like parenting. I was, I'm not, I'm never ready to go sleepless when it's summertime. It's like, it's always takes me by shot. Like I can't expose these to the world. I'm never, I'm never ready for anything. And I think that none of us really ever are, but when we get pushed anyway, and we push ourselves or we get pushed into situations that we're not ready for, we really find out what we're made of. And we find out that we can do it. And sometimes it's the best training ground for the things we need to do. So it's another really funny story. Of course, I add more poignant things into my books. It's not just all like, you know, an SNL skit, but it's really stories of my life where I'm just of situations where I'm not ready and how I've gotten through them. So yeah, I'm excited about that one. I think it's my editor adores book one, but she says that book two, she, she loves it and thinks it's even funnier than book one. So I'm really excited for that one to launch. Amazing. And so what are you reading right now? So I am avid David Sedaris reader. In fact, I go to him whenever I have writer's block just to kind of get his clean, his cleanliness, cleanliness, that's a weird word, but he's so clean. And so sometimes when I'm stuck, I talk too much. I have too many words. So I love to go to him, just enjoy that book. Right now I'm reading The Best of Me by David Sedaris. He has some diaries that have come out. His diaries aren't my favorite. I just have to be honest. But so I'm reading The Best of Me. That's the biggest one on my shelf right now. He was on my podcast, David Sedaris. Stop. And then he wrote me a postcard and I framed it. Hold on. I'm getting... Oh, that might make me weep. Hold on. I'm showing it to you. Hold on. <laughs> Tricky on a podcast, but this is his This is his little postcard that he mailed me after. Mm-hmm. It says, Dear Zibby, thanks for taking the time to talk to me the other day. As you can tell, I hadn't done an interview in a while. God, I talked a lot. Sincerely, David Stairs. Isn't that cool? I love him, Zibby. Isn't that cool? Anyway, yeah. So I'm a big fan of his as well. (laughs) He's the literal best. I I just, I can't get enough of him. And I reread everything. He's my favorite. Oh, so what else? Anything else we should be on the lookout for? Where should people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Okay, well, so I've wanted my book. I've been giving my book away as much as possible because I want people who really need a good laugh. I, I want them to get this book. And so, you know, forgive my domain, but this is, I'm just, you know, it's the game. But if you just go to freefunnybook.com, I am giving my book away for free, plus a lot of bonuses. Wow. And if you want to do, you can get it signed. If you want to, I 
only one per person, please, or I'll go bankrupt or something. But if you if you want to get like a bundle for Christmas, I'm finding that a lot of people are buying multiple copies for me at all of my book signings are getting like six to 10 because it's a really fun gift to give. And so you can do that as well. So it's just freefunnybook.com. That is the one place. First, you can go to annalynthomas.com, but freefunnybook.com is where I'm hosting the free book giveaway. So if you would like to get a copy for free with a book, with, there's also a chapter in there that is hysterical that got cut. I'm giving that essay away for free as well. It's called The Marital Drawer. Okay, that's all I've got to say is when we were moving and my mom was helping us unpack. And she accidentally opened up the marital drawer. It is hysterical. It is so hilarious. And so I've added that. I'm just giving away a bunch of stuff for free because I want as many people to get this in their hands as possible. And so, and if you read it, please reach out to me. You can find me very easily if you Google Anna Lynn Thomas on Facebook or Instagram, message me, let me know how you like the book. And I, I respond. There's also, I have a phone number in the back of the book, okay? And if you text it, I will text you back. So I have gotten wow. a lot of texts and Look I check you. them. I know I check them and I text you back because it delights me to know that someone has read my book. So amazing. That's really creative. I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you, Anna. Thanks for coming on Mom's Now Time to Read Books and chatting about what we all should laugh about someday. <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and talk about my beloved little baby book. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> right. Take care. Thank Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 